Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today, we're going deeper into training psychology and we're gonna be talking all about the habit of daily movement, daily exercise. It is the second step on the health hierarchy of needs that we teach our members here. And it is absolutely critical for you to nail if you wanna get good results in the gym. Let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we've got Rich behind the mix. Rad is across the table, and my name is Yanni Bormeister. We are Unity Gym, experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by the Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal programs and optimize your performance. Remember, guys, as a valued listener, use the link in the description to get your first month free. Now, before we get started, we want to shout out to our live stream legends catching us on the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Leave a comment and we'll send you back some love. Remember, anyone can join and interact in that group. Just search for UMS Movement Mastermind on Facebook. Lastly, shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit the like button to support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. How are we today, boys? Really good, really good. This is uh, gonna be a good one, I think, because I do like this uh, topic. Um, so yeah, yep. Beautiful. Looking forward to it. Beautiful. Training psychology is a big one. As we uh, kicked off, I was a part of the discussion on Monday, I think, Monday. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think, the missing link uh, for a lot of people to overcome the psychology that's holding them back in anything in life. and. Uh, you know, we're here to talk about training, but this stuff really is appropriate and applicable to uh, everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and psychology is certainly something that we've had to conquer uh, to get where we are in business, uh, on the podcast, uh, in the gym, on the online side of things, and, uh, and to grow from here, we're dealing with other levels of psychology, you know. Uh, well, I think, it, I reckon that if we, you know, if we stay really specific to what we're talking about today, the daily habit of movement. We found that when you try, like we, we came from a time where we used to try to work out where we could do a workout, remember? There, yep. was, there was a time when we used to say, when are you gonna train today? Oh, I'm gonna try and do it at this time. Or what about you, when are you doing? And, and it was really stressful. It was really stressful because things add up and you start realizing that you can't really work it out. and. For us personally, the best way that's really worked for us is that we block out time in our calendar where we say that's training time and it becomes a habit. It becomes something that you just know, like we all look at each other and we're like, oh, it's training time, you know? And our members that get the best results are the people that do the same thing. They either come to a more, this, usually the same morning session, lunchtime session or after work session. And it's that habit that is just so, so, so powerful. Yeah, 100%. And uh, the, 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 you know, to, to bring some context into what we're, we're really wanting to drive home here, you know, there are uh, different ways of approaching exercise that make it more enjoyable, that make it more fun and that make it more motivating. And this is the, the thing that, you know, we really need people to, uh, I, will, I would really like people to understand and take home from this uh, discussion today is that, 
you know, there's not a one size fits all w with exercise, with training. And we've certainly tried uh, a lot of different ways to do it uh, from, you know, competing at, at a high level in different sports, which I think is a great way to um, ignite motivation. And we t touched on that yesterday with Nilesh talking about that, that a professional athlete doesn't, you know, they've conquered the motivation side of things because they want to be a professional athlete. And that is their motivating factor. You know, we talk about finding our burning desire, why we want to exercise every day. Um, and once you sort of uh, get a, um, aware of, um, uh, you know, your motivating factors on that macro level, then you've got to start looking at the actual stimulus and the way that you train, you know. And, and for, for, for most people, the, the, the bodybuilding style of training where you go and just hit certain muscle groups to get a pump and to grow the muscle is not motivating enough. And that's what turns a lot of people off gym, I think, because they think that's how you have to do it and that's really boring and that doesn't ignite people's motivation. So people tend to, you know, only do like a sport on the weekend. They go, oh, well, my exercise, for my exercise, I'm gonna play soccer or football or something like that, you know? And, but in most cases, that isn't enough uh, exercise because you do it once a week and it's not, and you might go and train once or twice a week, but even still, it's, it's, it's often not enough to, um, offset the lifestyle that you've chosen, you know, um, if you're a big drinker or you eat crap food or whatever else. And it's often not enough to change your lifestyle because you're not trying to compete at a high level. You're not trying to make it as a professional. So you, it doesn't, it, it tends to sometimes even encourage excessive drinking. I know when I used to play soccer, our team, after a game, we all went to the pub and we got drunk you know usually worse if we won the game and and then sometimes even worse if we lost the game badly because you want to bury your sorrow you know you drown your sorrow and and uh so i think that the way you choose to exercise is really important and there's not it's there's a lot of gray area it's not like oh you're either a bodybuilder or you go and play soccer or footy or cricket or something like that um well the problem is though yanni with everything that you just said as well like when you talk to nilesh about what like we've now had several talks with him about what the week of a professional afl player looks like and they do everything that they need to do around being a football player to be able to play the game well but they also do weightlifting and resistance training. Well, that's a part of their job. And mm -hmm. these are professional athletes where that is their job. Yep. Their job is to be able to do their, play their sport well and win games. And they, so they do whatever they have to do. For the average punter, that's not what goes on. They mm -hmm. have to work. Most people, well, a lot of people have families as well, family obligations. And then... So the exercise is like I'm trying to fit in an hour a day. So if you make that choice that what you're going to do is you're going to play a sport and you've got to go and do training a couple of times a week and then you've got to go and play on the weekend, for most people, that means that they're actually neglecting strength training. Yeah, it's a very good point. And then the problem with that is that as you age, and when I say age, I mean after the age of 35, you start losing muscle mass and if you're playing a lot of sport, you're burning a lot of calories and it probably potentially even accelerates that, that um, loss of muscle mass. And you're in trouble now because now you're living in a world, in a society, if you live in Australia or, um, and, and probably a lot of the Western world, you're probably going to live to 60, 70, 80, maybe even 90. Um, and if you're not working to build muscle mass and maintain muscle mass, then there's a shitload of stuff that's going to go wrong in your body. And that's not what today's 
shows about. So to keep it back on topic for today, so the daily habit of movement. So not even um, I, I want to reframe that. Not even build muscle mass because I know that's unappealing to most women. Uh, it's just about building strength. Yeah, or maintaining you know, what you've got yeah. and, not, and not losing. You know. Yeah. The so we're not talking about I've, getting jacked. I've noticed one of my mentors, Tony Bataja, who Richie and I were having a talk about um, recently. You can now see him on social media. Fantastic. The Bataji Fitness Institute is getting out there a lot more on social media. Brilliant guy. I've noticed that he's changed the dialogue a lot in the way he communicates this because he used to talk about mm -hmm. in, improving mm -hmm. muscle mass he talks about just improving strength yeah you know and and yeah. that's some, I, I think a great way to frame it yeah. because it is just so important if you improve strength or maintain strength as you age you're usually going to be fair much better yeah much better yeah well you will strength you, and mobility yeah, you know you will and well, well that's the thing right but then so if you're just working on strength and you're doing what most people do when they go to the gym and lift weights and they don't do much flexibility well then that creates issues within itself so of course that's why we created the ums we created this brilliant program that does strength flexibility and fitness so then we have to talk about the idea of motivation and being motivated what keeps you motivated because for a lot of people sport is what motivates them and, and they don't want to exercise outside of that or they don't they just want to run they like running or they just like cycling or whatever it is so there's a lot of things that have to be taken into consideration and, and what works for us and for our members at the ums there's there's several reasons why why our members find it much easier to to exercise daily to create this daily habit of movement one of them is the program being laid out for you people don't actually like to have to think too much about what they what they want to do. We 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 like to think about as little as possible so that we can save our energy for thinking about the things that we have to think about, right? Yeah. So, um, if you are going to the gym and you've made the decision that you are going to go to the gym and do some stretching and some strength training, and you come up with a routine that you're going to do, if so now great you don't have to think about it you've got your routine but pretty quickly that gets boring so that's one of the first things that people suffer with they get bored with what they're doing so then you you get these people that have been going to the gym for a while where they're starting to think about what they're going to do on the fly and that becomes really quite challenging like you go to the gym and like we've been there before where went before we had the ums where we'd be out on the gym floor and where someone would be you'd look at one of the three of us sitting around for 15 minutes going what are you doing going, oh, i'm just trying to figure out what i'm going to do today and that's a really like uh draining experience itself so just having a program that's completely laid out for you that you don't have to think about at all like you just like phil talks about this a lot himself he says what he loves about the UMS is that he never has to think about it. He mm. just rocks up and he knows that on um, Tuesday it's squat day and he knows that he's doing some variation of a squat and a calf raise. And, you know, when you understand basic exercise programming for us at our level, we can put together a workout in two minutes yep. easily. And if you're not at that level, you don't even need to because we change the program every six weeks. So that's the first thing that I want to address about daily habit of movement, you know, um, it needs to be when you need to remove that friction of decision yep. and of what are you going to do today? How are you going to do it? How are you going to fit it in? You know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think uh, the, the next thing that we've sort of hacked the system on, which I believe is one of the reasons why we have such great attendance, adherence and longevity in our tribe is that everything's measured and there's purpose behind everything. There's meaning behind everything we do. You're not random, uh, randomly selecting movements. You're selecting movements specific to overcoming and balancing your body, overcoming weaknesses 
in your body uh, and balancing your body by that we always talk about the balance from left to right symmetry most obviously the balance from agonist antagonist muscle groups to stabilize and strengthen a joint and then the balance between strength and flexibility and fitness as modalities of training you know and and then we encourage our tribe to measure all of that you know and we used to uh, in the past and for, for our history we've used an elaborate spreadsheet that everyone tracks their data uh, that everyone has access to. And now, of course, we're building the Unify Movement System app, which is going to replace that um, uh, beautiful spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, oh, well, it is. It's an amazing spreadsheet because before we had that spreadsheet, it was rubbish. People were just it was writing right, down, written paper, down you know. in, in uh, graphs. So the spreadsheet got us here, but the app is going to take us. And, that, and what heights. that does is it makes everything, first and foremost, purpose what does that mean okay well you're not just going and training your mirror muscles or you're not just training the muscles that you want to make look good because you know we kind of want everything to look good but what looks worse than anything is imbalance when you've got one area of the body that's way oversized and, and hypertrophied to another area not only does that affect your performance but it also can look a bit bizarre uh, the classic example is the guy who never who skips leg day mm. and uh and or you know, you've got like I've, just when I was when I was chest. yeah when I was working in security, we had guys that uh, you know they just just used to train arms. Mm. They literally like I remember this one guy that looked like a crab. I used mm. to call him crab because he, he he literally just looked like he had these tank arms. But if you felt his waist, he was like you know skinny as me. But his arms were like literally 18 inches, you know? Mm. And I'm like, dude, like get off the Scott curl. Like yeah. a strong wind will blow you over. Those suckers will just work as a sail, yeah. you know? Um, and, and yeah, that, that's a typical example, you know? And, uh, and so you, you, you want to have purpose behind the selection of, tra uh, of movements. And there are really great formulas out there. We've got one and many other strength coaches have others that are similar where you measure your performance and then you get data back from that that says, yeah, you need to focus on these movements, these muscle groups, you know, and in bodybuilding, they do it by analyzing how you look. Um, uh, but in, in performance training, like we do, we do it by how the body performs, you know, and, and that's a really, really great little hack to get you motivated because there's something that happens there when it's you versus you and you're striving to create the best version of yourself and benchmarking yourself against your peers. Uh, it becomes quite rewarding and quite motivating. And, and the best thing about all of this is that once you do it for a little while, you notice your performance improving, you notice how you feel getting better, you know, pain and ailments that you've, you've um, dragged through life for a long time start to go away and you just start to feel damn good, you know. And there's a great quote, um, uh, I think it's Mark Ripito says, you know, there's nothing more rewarding than watching the weight of your squat go up, you know, like it really is... It really is quite rewarding to watch your strength go up and to measure it and make it tangible. And, uh, and, and I think that that's something that a lot of people, you know, when you go to, for these sweat session workouts uh, and nothing's <laughs> measured, nothing's benchmarked, uh, I think that becomes a problem after a while, you know, because you do them for a while and you feel good initially, but then when you don't see progress that's measured and tangible, you kind of think, well, what am I doing? You know, and um, and and that happens when you're using weight measurement, weight measurements, or body fat composition measurements, or waist me circumference measurements uh, as well. You know, because it, you know, either two, th one of two things happen: you either achieve the goal that you set out to do, and then what, 
or you don't. And that is even less uh, motivating. You know, when you're not seeing the waist circumference go down or you're not seeing the body composition improve or you're not seeing the weight on the scales um, go down, then you get really unmotivated and then you stop exercising and that's not beneficial for anyone, you know. So um, when you can link it to, uh, you know, what Rad said there with the, with the removing the roadblock and, and having a, a, a program laid out that is tried, tested and proven and any good strength coach can help you with that. Um, and, uh, and there are a lot of online programs, shameful plug, UMS is a good one. Yeah. Uh, and, and then also um, you can uh, adopt a program that measures and, and benchmarks and, and trains you based on what you need, not on just what you're, you know, it doesn't just guess and doesn't just uh, do what the next person did before you or the, you know, the, 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 the trainer did that worked for them or, you know, something like that. It's about, you know, creating the best version of yourself uh, based on uh, uh, data that you collect, um, you know, uh, along the way. I think that that really, really hacks the system, you know. And, um, and then I think the, fi- the final thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about, which sort of circles right back to the beginning of this discussion, is finding a way to demonstrate your ability. Find a way to demonstrate your success, not just on paper, not just in a flashy app like the UMS app we're building that shows all the graphs and everything and your progress. Find a a way to compete against yourself or against another person or against another team entirely. (laughs) And that's where the weekend sport comes in. That's where calisthenics comes in. That's where um, even like, you know, a practice like martial arts or dance come in. You know, I used to box. That was a great way to compete and demonstrate my ability. Uh, We love calisthenics now because it's just really cool. It's a great way to, you know, um, uh, sort of show off and demonstrate your skill and abilities in strength and flexibility. It might be, you know, running uh, uh, a marathon or half marathon, you know, Uh, it might be playing a sport on the weekend, but that's how I think people should use sport. It shouldn't be the be all and end all. It shouldn't be the, the, you know, that's competition. That's not training, you know, and just going to your one or two training sessions a week to to practice your your craft, to hone your craft in in that sport. That is not enough, as you made really abundantly clear at the start. You know, mm. it's not going to give you the same stimulus as a, a proper training regime that an athlete undertakes to get better at that sport, to, to improve their resilience, their tissue tolerances, their cardiovascular fitness, you know, their strength, their power, their speed. That's not how they do it. They don't do it on the pitch. They do it in the gym, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, they hone their skills on the pitch uh, specific to that sport, uh, but they, do, they don't train, you know, to build all of those other elements on the pitch, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think my take home for this chat is um, that you, you, you need to commit to something that removes the resistance of, of decision, of... of having to decide what you're going to do for the day, having to, you know, figure it out, having to come up with a plan for yourself. Um, that's a that's a really, really important thing. I know that for myself, when I haven't had a really well-structured program and a really well-structured plan, that it's very, very hard for me to motivate myself for training. When I have to think about everything that I'm oh, going to 100%. do in my workouts, it's so taxing yeah, and you just end up going, oh, stuff this, you know. Yep. But then if you're going to do that, 
then ask yourself like if you're going to go and do somebody else's class that they've put it together so you don't have to think about it ask yourself how good is the result you're going to get from it what what are they putting together are they just putting random workouts together like is it these wad style yeah. workouts where it's just a different workout each day just to keep you stimulated because i guarantee you those things aren't going to get you very far they've you'll hit a glass ceiling with that where you plateau very very quickly well, yeah. you're tra you're training on a a generalization of of um. Ex I mean, here's the thing: it's highly beneficial to get a personal trainer or a strength coach who understands how to assess your body and give you what your body needs. But that's very expensive, and yeah. so you you know, and and the the personal tra the benefit of having a personal trainer or a coach or a strength coach, they're going to help motivate you and keep you engaged and keep you accountable to the program as well. But you can also get all of those things in a group environment. But then. Most group environments lack this, this, the personalization and, spe and specification that your body needs. Uh, and so then you need to find a, a group environment, which I think is the best way to do it because it's really motivating. It's, it's really great training with a, a group of, of like-minded people at a similar level as you. Uh, but you've got to try and find a, a, a group um, or a program that is customized to, to what your body needs. You know? And that's quite hard to do unless yeah. you join UMS. <laughs> or Unity Gym. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope you got something out of that. And uh, we're going to go into our UMS online coaching group now where we give specific coaching to our tribe. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.